There are enough guns for every man, woman, and child in this country. Welcome to the land of plenty. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast and 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove, in Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI in Lancaster, in Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui. In Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM in Columbus and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And yes, streaming coast to coast and around the globe on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or Not, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Nashville, Detour Talk in East Tennessee, Radio Monterey, and blanketing planet earth five days a week on radio sputnik i'm brad friedman your friendly investigative blogger journalist troublemaker muckraker and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com thank you for joining us today recent mass shootings at an historically african-american church in the south at a Planned Parenthood facility in Colorado, and now an LGBT nightclub in Orlando. They all have a couple of things in common. They were all acts of hate against groups targeted by right-wingers, not just extremist right-wingers, by the way, but mainstream Republicans in this country, in Congress, in state legislatures, on Fox News, and elsewhere in our corporate media. We hear so-called moderate Republicans like uh, Bill O'Reilly and pretty much all of the GOP presidential candidates and leading figures out there calling for Planned Parenthood to be defunded. And doctors who perform uh, legal medical procedures are branded as killers. Yes, talking to you, Bill O'Reilly, who uh, described uh, Dr. Tiller in Kansas as Dr. Tiller the baby killer. Dr. Tiller was then shot in the head by a right winger. We see Republicans passing legislation to make it harder for African-Americans to vote based on the imaginary premise that they are coming, uh, that they're committing uh, mass voter fraud. And of course, we see we've seen a barrage of anti-LGBT legislation lately from uh, from the attempts to block marriage equality to the latest round of anti-LGBT laws, which advocates pretend are needed to stop sexual predators in the LGBT community from preying on your children in public restrooms. Those recent mass shootings have something else in common, aside from all targeting uh, uh, groups that are targeted by Republicans and right wingers. They were all carried out by easily accessible, high powered semi automatic assault weapons with multiple high capacity magazines, which right wingers have fought to make sure remain easily accessible to everyone. 
even those on the terrorist watch list. Folks on the no-fly list who are suspected of sympathizing with Islamic terrorists and other extremist groups, the right-wingers, the Republicans, the NRA have fought like hell to make sure that they can all buy those high-capacity semi-automatic assault weapons. They've done so for years and years. Now, some of the recent mass shootings didn't just target groups that are regularly target, targeted by right-wingers. The mass shootings at, at a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, at a political rally in Tucson, Arizona, at a grade school in Newtown, Newtown Connecticut. Those were all carried out by shooters who were arguably mentally disturbed. But those two were carried out, and as deadly as they were, thanks to the semi-automatic assault weapons and large magazines that right-wingers have fought to insist those people should be able to buy. That they should easily be able to buy them. That it should be as easy as, uh, or easier than uh, buying a box of Sudafed at the corner drugstore. Late Saturday night, an American New York-born citizen, not an uh, uh, Afghani-born person, as Donald Trump misled in his speech on Monday in response to those uh, Saturday shootings. Late Saturday night, that American New York-born citizen, the son of Afghani parents, opened fire with an assault-style weapon and a semi-automatic Glock handgun in an Orlando LGBT nightclub. He shot more than 100 patrons. He killed some 50 of them, critically injured uh, 53 others in the worst mass shooting incident in U.S. history. After beginning his massacre, the man exchanged gunfire with an officer working at the club around 2 a.m., a so-called good guy with a gun. But then the man went back inside and he took hostages. And it was three hours later, around 5 a.m., that authorities finally sent in a SWAT team to rescue the hostages, and the suspect then died in a gunfight with those officers. On Sunday morning, President Obama came to the White House briefing room to give a statement for the 15th time during his tenure as president, a statement to address the nation about the latest mass shooting. He described the massacre in Orlando as both a hate crime and an act of terror. Today, as Americans, we grieve the brutal murder, a horrific massacre of dozens of innocent people. We pray for their families who are grasping for answers with broken hearts. We stand with the people of Orlando who have endured a terrible attack on their city. Although it's still early in the investigation, we know enough to say that this was an act of terror and an act of hate. And as Americans, we are united in grief, in outrage, and in resolve to defend our people. This is an especially heartbreaking day for all of our friends, our fellow Americans who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. The shooter targeted a nightclub where people came together to be with friends, to dance, and to sing, and to live. The place where they were attacked is more than a nightclub. It is a place of solidarity and empowerment where people have come together to raise awareness, to speak their minds, and to advocate for their civil rights. So this is a sobering reminder that attacks on any American, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion, or sexual orientation, is an attack on all of us and on the fundamental values of equality and dignity that define us as a country. 
Today marks the most deadly shooting in American history. The shooter was apparently armed with a handgun and a powerful assault rifle. This massacre is therefore a further reminder of how easy it is for someone to get their hands on a weapon that lets them shoot people in a school or in a house of worship or a movie theater or in a nightclub. And we have to decide if that's the kind of country we want to be. And to actively do nothing is a decision as well. That was the president uh, addressing uh, uh, reporters at a White House briefing in the White House briefing room on Sunday after the latest ma- mass shooting in uh, this time in Orlando, the worst in our nation's history. The shooter is reported to have been considered an ISIS sympathizer. He had been on the FBI's radar. He had been interviewed by them at least twice, but was not known to have been working on a terror plot and was not known to have been in contact with anyone overseas in the Islamic State, at least according to authorities, at least according to what we know now. The shooter is said to have called 911 just prior to the shooting at the uh, Orlando Club and expressed support in that call for the head of ISIS, made references to the Boston Marathon bombings. After that call was reported, the Islamic State on Sunday decided to claim responsibility for the Orlando massacre but only, of course, after that call was reported in the media. The shooter's ex-wife said that he was not a religious man, that he was abusive to her, that he repeatedly beat her, and that she had actually had to be saved at one point from him by her own family. The shooter's father, at least, immediately apologized for what happened after the shooting, said he believes that religion had nothing to do with it. An FBI spokesman on Sunday said that the alleged shooter, Omar Mateen, was known to have, to have made statements of support for ISIS in years past. He had some contact with a suicide bomber. He was interviewed after those, uh, after those incidents by the FBI in both 2013 and 2014. They concluded that he was not currently an active threat. An official from the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, on Sunday explained how Mateen was able to obtain the weapons, allowing him to shoot more than 100 people at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. We know that this individual did purchase at least two firearms. He is not a prohibited person, so he can legally walk into a gun dealership and acquire and purchase firearms. He did so, and he did so within the last week or so, but he did purchase two firearms, a handgun and a long gun within the last few days. Now, I've heard some people saying that, uh, oh, he was able to get those guns because he uh, worked as a security guard. No, he was proficient with those guns because he worked as a security guard. Anyone, anyone could have walked in and purchased those as long as uh, as long as they weren't a, a former a felon, uh, as long as they weren't uh, interviewed by the FBI concerning terrorists. Oh, wait, no, they could, even if they were interviewed by the FBI concerning uh, uh, terror uh, s- sympathies. They could still walk in and buy the weapons that would allow them to shoot uh, dozens, scores, dozens, more than 100 people in seconds time. So nonetheless, despite having allegedly repeatedly abused and beaten his wife, despite being on the radar of law enforcement officials, despite being watched by the FBI in regard to reportedly self-proclaimed allegiance to a terror group, despite all of that, he was able 
to legally walk into a gun shop and purchase both a semi-automatic handgun and an AR-15 assault-style long gun and multiple high-capacity magazines without a problem or even a short delay within just the past week. It's all perfectly legal, and it's something that the NRA, the National Rifle Association, has fought for for years to make sure that that can happen. I have repeatedly, on this program and at bradblog.com, I have repeatedly described the NRA as the terrorist-supporting NRA. I've done this for many years for exactly that reason. The NRA has fought to make sure that Omar Mateen can purchase any instruments of death that he might like, easily, legally, and without even, in many cases, without even having a background check at all if he wants, or without note to the seller that he has been interviewed by the FBI on multiple occasions for expressing sympathy with extremist terror organizations. That is the life's work of the NRA. And they have succeeded. And they've spent millions of dollars and they've spent years doing it and they have succeeded. So congratulations, NRA, for all the work towards freedom you've created in our country. Now, Al-Qaeda, you remember them, uh, they have been urging for years, they have been urging uh, folks in America, in the United States, to uh, exploit these various gun loopholes that the National uh, Rifle Association has created for them. Back in 2011, uh, a guy by the name of Adam Gadan, remember him, the uh, American Al-Qaeda uh, he moved to the, the to the Middle East and he started doing propaganda for Al Qaeda, and he did a video back in uh, 2011, I believe this video was. So five years ago, as a matter of fact, June of 2011. So five years ago uh, this month, Al Qaeda's Adam Gadan was telling fellow Al Qaeda how easy it was to buy guns in the West. Muslims in the West have to remember that they are perfectly placed to play an important and decisive part in the jihad against the Zionists and Crusaders, and to do major damage to the enemies of Islam, waging war on their religion, sacred places and things, and brethren. This is a golden opportunity, and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the way to show one's appreciation and thanks for this blessing is to rush to discharge one's duty to his ummah and fight on its behalf with everything at his disposal. And and in the West, you've got a lot at your disposal. Let's take America as an example. America is absolutely awash with easily obtainable firearms. You can go down to a gun show at the local convention center and come away with a fully automatic assault rifle without a background check and most likely without having to show an identification card. So what are you waiting for? So what are you waiting for? That was uh, that was 2011. That was uh, a, a guy by the name of Adam Gadan uh, with Al Qaeda telling fellow uh, Americans that what are you waiting for? Run down to the to the gun shop and buy a, a, an assault weapon. Run down to the gun show. You don't even have to show an ID to buy one there, apparently. Back in 2011. Now, I don't like playing that because it is propaganda. It is uh, terrorist extremist propaganda. 
And in the past, I've I've quoted from that guy uh, trying to tell people that that's, uh, you know, what these folks have been doing for the longest time. And so when you hear Republicans pretending to give a damn about domestic terrorism, uh, about terrorism in this country, they don't really care. They don't really care at all. I've read the quote. I haven't I don't believe I've played it before. Because, frankly, I don't like giving airtime to propagandists and terrorists. But if that's what it takes to help people understand what's going on here, what has been going on here for years, and what is going on every time the Republicans decide to vote down any common sense regulation whatsoever, any common sense gun safety measures, closing background check check uh, uh, loopholes. No, not taking guns away, not being a gun grabber, not even banning assault weapons, which, you know what? If that's what the American people want, if that's what Congress votes for, I'm fine with it. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about the lowest hanging fruit that Republicans simply refuse to do anything about. And they refuse to do anything about it for years because they are funded by the terrorist-supporting NRA. So they are uh, terrorist supporters themselves. Period. After the horrible incident in San Bernardino, when uh, 14 people were killed out here in California uh, before Christmas last year, in December of 2015, Republicans had another opportunity to do something, to do anything about this, about this mass gun violence that we have in this country. But back on December 4, 2015, just days after this incident, Senate Republicans once again rejected a bill that had aimed to stop suspected terrorists from buying from legally buying guns in this country. The vote came, as NBC News reported it at the time, uh, after at least 14 people were killed during the San Bernardino massacre in California by two suspects, including a woman said to have pledged allegiance to ISIS. Forty-five senators voted for the bill and 54 voted against it. The measure would have denied people on the terrorist watch list the ability to buy guns. Again, this is what Republicans pretend to be against. They pretend to be against terrorism. They pretend to be against uh, what happened in Orlando. They pretend to be against what happened in San Bernardino, where you had people who were sympathetic with ISIS, just like that Al-Qaeda guy said, going out and legally buying guns that they can use to mow down Americans. And the Republicans want to do nothing to stop it. That measure in 2015... All it would have done was denied people who are on the terrorist watch list from being able to buy guns. Now, yeah, a lot of people are on that watch list and should not be on that watch list, have not done anything illegal. But you know what? If, if, if they have to wait an extra day, if they have to get an extra approval because they're on that watch list before they can buy an assault weapon that they can use to mow down 100 people in a nightclub. Yeah, I think I'm OK with that. That's just me. Senator Dianne Feinstein, who sponsored the legislation in December, argued that former President George W. Bush had initially proposed that same legislation in 2007 and that the Obama administration also supports it. So, yeah, it's just me. I guess it's also Dianne Feinstein. I guess it's also George W. Bush. I guess it's also Barack Obama. But the GOP-controlled Senate back in uh, December of 2015, their refusal to pass new gun control measures 
That came just weeks after Washington Post had reported that suspected terrorists had successfully purchased more than 2,000 guns from American uh, gun dealers between 2004 and 2014. So they know that terrorists are telling people to go buy them. They know that uh, people, at least on the watch list, have successfully purchased them thousands of times, and they then voted against it. Why? Well, because the NRA gives them millions and millions of dollars to run their campaigns. Also, by the way, in December on that same day, the Senate failed to pass another bill that would have expanded background checks to gun show and online firearm sales. So you can still go to a gun show and you can buy these weapons all you want without even needing to show ID. You can go online and buy them. And that measure that was rejected by Republicans in December would have also prevented convicted felons and the mentally ill from having access to weapons. At the time, uh, four uh, Republican senators came out, according to NBC, uh, well, the four Republican senators who who were running for president at the time, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, Lindsey Graham, they all voted against all of those uh, gun safety measures. Donald Trump, of course, is proudly supported and endorsed. Uh, by the NRA just over just about a week or so ago by the same terrorist enabling NRA that blocked common sense gun safety legislation in December. And time and time again, that same group, that same group uh, who has stopped legislation designed to at least try, at least try to help curb America's epidemic of gun violence, specifically with semi-automatic assault style weapons that have no other purpose than to kill people at an alarming rate. And to ensure that those with mental health issues, histories of abuse, and even those with sympathetic ties to terror organizations, they have worked like hell to make sure that those people can easily buy them as easily as they like. And Donald Trump was proud and delighted to accept their endorsement, and he still is, even as he is out pretending that he gives a damn about terrorists. Barack Obama was asked about uh, his position on guns uh, just about a week or so ago. Was this Desi Doyen? Yeah, it was uh, about two weeks ago, actually. Okay, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, he gave a, a, a speech. He did a town hall in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, which is uh, a very Republican area of Indiana. Uh, the uh, the town hall was broadcast by the PBS NewsHour. Uh, President Obama stayed uh, to answer additional questions from the audience after the PBS NewsHour went off the air. Gun shop owner Doug Rudy, I think is the way you pronounce his name, uh, challenged Obama on his gun record. This is just over a week or so ago, about 10 days ago in Elkhart, Indiana. Here's that exchange from that gun shop owner and Barack Obama's response. Knowing that we apply common sense to other issues in our society, specifically like holding irresponsible people accountable for their actions when they drink and drive and kill somebody and we do that without restricting control of cars and cell phones to the rest of us, the good guys. Why then do you and Hillary want to control and restrict and limit gun manufacturers, gun owners, and the responsible use of guns and ammunition to the rest of us, the good guys, instead of holding the bad guys accountable for their actions? And First of all, uh, the notion that I or Hillary, or Democrats, or whoever you want to choose, 
are hell-bent on taking away folks' guns is just not true. And, and I don't care how many times the NRA says it. I'm about to leave office. There have been more guns sold since I've been president than just about any time in U.S. history. There are, there are enough guns for every man, woman, and child in this country. And at no point have I ever, per, ever proposed confiscating guns from responsible gun owners. So it's just not true. What I have said is precisely what you suggested, which is why don't we treat this like every other thing that we use? I, I just came from a meeting today in the Situation Room in which I've got people who we know have been on ISIL websites, living here in the United States, U.S. citizens, and we're allowed to put them on the no-fly list when it comes to airlines, but because of the National Rifle Association, I cannot prohibit those people from buying a gun. This is somebody who is a known ISIL sympathizer, and if he wants to walk in to a gun store or a gun show right now, and buy as much, as many weapons as ammo as, as he can. Nothing's prohibiting from doing that, even though the FBI knows who that person is. So, sir, I, I just have to say respectfully that there is a way for us to have common sense gun laws. There is a way for us to make sure that lawful, responsible gun owners like yourself are able to use it for sporting, hunting, protecting yourself. But the only way we're going to do that is if we don't have a situation in which anything that is proposed is viewed as some tyrannical destruction of the Second Amendment. And that's how the issue too often gets framed. That was Barack Obama uh, a week and a half ago, June 1, speaking in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, and I need to emphasize that was before exactly what he decried ended up happening. That was before someone who was being watched by the FBI due to their terror uh, sympathies was able to walk in and buy a gun to mow down to mow down at, at least uh, uh, 49, uh, maybe more at this point, uh, of his fellow citizens, an American citizen. A week and a half ago. That part didn't make it to air. It was put up online. I'm glad we were able to play it for you. I'm glad we were able to play you that uh, gun shop owner uh, who actually says, I guess, with a straight face that uh, when it comes to uh, drunk driving and the use of cell phones, uh, we, 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 we move forward without restrictor, restricting uh, the use of uh, cars and cell phones. Well, actually, the use of cars is highly restricted. You have to get licensed. You have to prove you know how to use the machine. Cell phones, there are laws against using the cell phone while you're driving. Uh, you know, we do all sorts. It's illegal to drink and drive. There's all sorts of measures uh, that we have we have taken to try to make these things safer. We now require seatbelts in cars, much as we could require safety uh, technology added to guns. 
But no, that is right out. That is right out. And in the meantime, you have these people in Elkhart, Indiana, who actually think Obama is, is, is trying to take away their guns. Should be noted here again, by the way, uh, that uh, Barack Obama actually expanded gun rights in this country during his administration by allowing guns on trains and in national parks. So you heard him say about, uh, you know, gun sales have been through the roof since he's been in office. That is true. He has been great for the gun industry, apparently. Which, by the way, is uh, for whom NRA is doing all of their effort. It is not for the American people. It is for the arms industry, period. And they are doing a great job of it. Especially uh, by uh, making sure that terrorists can buy these same guns and that Americans can continue to be scared out of their wits about ISIS who is coming for you. And, oh, yeah, elect Donald Trump. He'll somehow stop it. Good luck with that. More in a minute. This is the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free Bradcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com donate to help us out today. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. Thanks for sticking with us. And once again, I wish to offer my congratulations to the National Rifle Association, the uh, terrorist-enabling, terrorist-supporting NRA, since their uh, hard work and millions spent over the years to make sure that terror suspects can easily buy assault weapons uh, and uh, extended magazines for them. Uh, their work continues to pay off. So uh, great job, NRA. Keep up the great work. Uh, also, it, uh, the uh, shooting in Orlando was not the only shooting over the weekend. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was not the only shooting in Orlando. Uh, on Saturday, uh, a young woman, uh, Christina Grimmie, uh, known for uh, competing on television in uh, on The Voice, she was shot dead after a concert in Orlando. This was the night before, uh, and it was by a 27-year-old man who was reportedly armed with two handguns and two additional magazines for them. He shot himself after, uh, after shooting the popular YouTube star. But, of course, every day uh, mass shootings uh, happen all over the country, and they don't make the news at all. And the president doesn't come out and make statements about them, and Congress doesn't try and then fail to uh, to take action on them. We just generally don't even hear about them. They're just uh, everyday incidents. 
One of them happened out here, for example, in Los Angeles. Over this same weekend, a man shot and killed his ex-girlfriend's two teenage daughters, and then he turned the gun on himself. Out near uh, Los Angeles here in a uh, Panorama City murder-suicide. The Saturday uh, night shooting stemmed from an argument between the 46-year-old man and his 41-year-old former girlfriend. According to Detective Richard Wheeler of the LAPD, the man first shot the woman's son. He managed to escape. And then the man opened fire on the girls, the daughters of the girlfriend. uh, And then he shot himself. According to police, the women, the woman was also injured during the shooting. She and her son were both taken to the hospital in stable condition. Just another day in America. Now, there was a man arrested uh, with explosives reportedly out here uh, Sunday uh, on the same news on the same day that news about the Orlando shooting was was breaking. Uh, That man uh, was heading towards uh, West Hollywood Pride Parade out here. This is uh, Gay Pride Month, LGBT Pride Month. It was Pride Day, Pride Weekend out here in West Hollywood. Officials now say uh, that, well, they said originally that uh, this man who they had uh, uh, stopped, uh, whatever he was doing, was not related to the Orlando incident and that it was uh, originally misreported that he meant to cause harm at the Pride Parade. Apparently, either he didn't or at least he didn't say that he did. It still seems unclear at this time, but the Indiana man was reportedly found to have had a number of semi-automatic assault-style weapons and chemicals that could be used to make an explosive device in his car. It's unclear what his motive or purpose was, but for the record, he was just a white guy. He was not a Muslim. He was not an avowed ISIS sympathizer, as far as we know, just an everyday American with multiple assault weapons and bomb-making materials in his car. Just another day in America. Here's Chad Griffin. Uh, He spoke after the uh, massacre in Orlando. Chad Griffin of the uh, Human Rights Campaign speaking about uh, what happened in Orlando. In the days to come, there will be time to discuss what could have led to or even prevented this revolting tragedy. But let's get one thing clear. And this is what disgusts me the most about this tragedy. The maniac who did this was somehow conditioned to believe that LGBTQ people deserve to be massacred. Every time we see legislation that puts a target on the back of LGBT people, every time we hear a preacher that spews hate from the pulpit, every time a county clerk says that acknowledging our relationships violates her religious beliefs, it sends a signal that LGBT people should be treated differently and that we are less than. is deeply ingrained in the hate and the bigotry that motivates such tragedy in this country. And together, that's what we must defeat. That was Chad Griffin of the Human Rights Campaign speaking after the uh, worst mass shooting in American history that took place on Saturday night, early Sunday morning in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Dan Savage, an LGBT columnist and and activist, uh, tweeted toxic masculinity, toxic homophobia, toxic religiosity, toxic gun culture, toxic politics. Indeed. Uh, Our friend Cenk Uger of the Young Turks uh, tweeted there are madmen, terrorists and lunatics in every country. We're the only ones who give all of them super easy access to weaponry. 
Bernie Sanders appearing on uh, on Meet the Press on Sunday morning as this news was breaking uh, was asked for, uh, for was asked for comment about it by Chuck Todd. I believe that in this country we should not be selling uh, automatic weapons which are designed to kill people. There is a very broad consensus in this country, not 100 percent of the people, overwhelming majority of gun owners and non-gun owners uh, understand uh, that we have got to do everything that we can to prevent guns from falling into the hands of people who should not have them. That means expanding the instant uh, background check. It means doing away with the gun show loophole. It means addressing the straw man provision. I think there is a wide consensus to move forward in that direction. Of course there's a wide consensus, Senator. So It's such a wide consensus that even members of the NRA think we ought to close the uh, gun show uh, background check loophole. By huge majorities... Somewhere up around 70 or 80 percent. I don't have the uh, the latest polls in front of me, but even NRA members believe that only NRA, uh, uh, the people who run the NRA, the people who work for the uh, for the weapons industry disagree. Only them and the politicians that those people support disagree, I should add. Hillary Clinton spoke on Monday uh, about the tragedy over weekend over the weekend. Here's uh, here's a bit of her remarks. Even as we make sure our security officials get the tools they need to prevent attacks, it's essential that we stop terrorists from getting the tools they need to carry out the attacks. And that is especially true when it comes to assault weapons like those used in Orlando and San Bernardino. If the FBI is watching you for suspected terrorist links, you shouldn't be able to just go buy a gun with no questions asked. And you shouldn't be able to exploit loopholes and evade criminal background checks by buying online or at a gun show. And yes, if you're too dangerous to get on a plane, you are too dangerous to buy a gun in America. That may not stop every shooting or every terrorist attack, but it will stop some and it will save lives and it will protect our first responders. Hillary Clinton uh, speaking after the Orlando massacre on Monday. So that was uh, that was Bernie Sanders and that was Hillary Clinton. Uh, Meanwhile, what about that other guy running for president? Oh, Donald Trump. Well, within minutes of the news breaking, Donald Trump naturally took to Twitter. Among the things that came out of his mouth or out of his fingers, I guess, on Twitter, uh, quote, horrific incident in Florida, praying for all the victims and their families, he wrote. When will this stop? When will we get tough, smart and vigilant? Well. He's apparently in favor of the NRA, who is against getting uh, either tough or smart or vigilant. And then, of course, uh, he started uh, people were were apparently sending him congratulations, congratulations for being right about uh, terrorism or something, as if uh, anyone uh, thinks that uh, terrorism isn't a concern. And he responded to say, well, appreciate the congrats for being right on radical Islamic terrorism. I don't want congrats. I want toughness and vigilance. We must be smart. He went on to tweet, what has happened in Orlando is just the beginning. Our leadership is weak and ineffective. I called it and asked for the ban. Must be tough. 
Uh, really, uh, Mr. Trump? Ban what? Ban New Yorkers from being able to leave their apartment? Ban uh, citizen, American citizens who live in Florida from being able to travel around? Just what the hell are you talking about, Donald Trump? Rasha Mubarak, the Orlando regional coordinator for uh, Florida's chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, or CARE, came out almost immediately. And it's almost sad that they feel they have to do this, but they did. And, 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 and they will do this, and they will still not be recognized for having done so. But uh, Rasha Mubarak said, We condemn this monstrous attack and offer our heartfelt condolences to the families and loved ones of all those killed or injured. The Muslim community joins our fellow Americans in repudiating anyone or any group that would claim to justify or excuse such an appalling act of violence. So that's uh, that's the Council on American Relations. And I'm sure if you have watched Fox uh, over the past uh, 24 hours and, and the next few days, they will tell you that never happened. They will tell you they will say, where are the the moderate uh, Muslim Americans coming out and condemning this act? And they will pretend as if those uh, moderate uh, Muslim Americans did not come out and condemn that attack. They do. They do so all the time. And they do so in a way that no other group is asked to do. No uh, Christian uh, churches were asked to uh, uh, to condemn uh, the shooting in South Carolina at the uh, at, at the church that happened there uh, by that white supremacist. It just doesn't happen. It only happens when uh, uh, there's a, a Muslim involved in the shooting. Other reactions. Uh, Joe Walsh, uh, this former congressman and uh, grade A jackass. Uh, he tweeted, FBI had him on a watch list and interviewed him twice. Why wasn't he deported? Fifty people would still be leave, living. To which I uh, actually tweeted on uh, uh, the Brad blog, if you wish to follow along there. Uh, deported to where, you jackass? Brooklyn? He was born there. Better question is, uh, why did folks like Republican Congressman Joe Walsh spend so much, uh, so many years assuring that folks like him, like the shooter in Orlando, could buy assault rifles? Had Congressman, former Congressman Joe Walsh not done that, uh, 50 people might still be living today. But, of course, uh, they pretend as if uh, none of this is the case. They pretend as if their support uh, uh, or, or their, their advocacy against doing anything to keep people on the, uh, uh, the no-fly list, the terror, terrorist watch list, from being able to, uh, to buy guns. They pretend as if none of that ever happened. Joe Walsh, he never did it. Senator Ted Cruz, he said, We need a president who will unleash the full force and fury of the American military to utterly destroy ISIS. As I noted uh, in the previous segment, Ted Cruz was one of those who voted to make sure that ISIS sympathizers like the shooter in Orlando could easily buy as many assault-style weapons as they want. Donald Trump uh, kind of went uh, even one step further. Uh, he gave uh, a, a speech on Monday, uh, and I don't know if he misspoke. He certainly didn't correct. He was using a teleprompter, so he doesn't really have, which he says you're not supposed to, it's supposed to be legal when you're running for president, but he used a teleprompter, uh, and he still managed to get this point wrong. So was it on purpose or not? He uh, he basically lied uh, to the audience. He, ex he was accepting his congratulations, of course, for, for being right about right-wing terror, extremist terrorism, whatever the hell he, he thinks he's right about. Uh, and here's what he had to say during his teleprompter speech. The killer, whose name I will not use or ever say, 
was born in Afghan, of Afghan parents, who immigrated to the United States. His father published support for the Afghan Taliban. The bottom line is that the only reason the killer was in America in the first place was because we allowed his family to come here. Okay, so that's a lie. He was not born in Afghan. He was born in New York. He was an American citizen born here. As Donald Trump uh, lied about in his speech, using a teleprompter and still lying. Freddie Campignon, or Campion, uh, the uh, an editor over at the GQ magazine, uh, tweeted: "It turns out there are three words you can say in the wake of a mass shooting that are worse than thoughts and prayers. Uh, that would be Donald Trump uh, saying, "I appreciate the congrats." But for the most part, Republicans were out there uh, uh, tweeting their uh, thoughts and prayers with the victims. Our thoughts and prayers. Rick Scott said uh, his first statement, our thoughts and prayers are with the victims, families, and all those affected by this horrific tragedy. We are a strong and resilient state, and we will devote every resource available to assist with the shootings in Orlando. Well, uh, apparently the uh, shootings in Orlando don't need any more of an assist than uh, Rick Scott and the Republicans have already given to the folks who carried out that shooting, to the person who carried out that shooting, and so many hundreds and hundreds more. Vox pointed out that after Sandy Hook, we said never again. And then we let 998 mass shootings happen since Sandy Hook. And all we get from these uh, from these politicians is thoughts and prayers, our thoughts and prayers. Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, Republican, uh, said, We pray for those brutally attacked in Orlando. While we must learn about the attacker, the, fa- the victims and families will not be forgotten. Igor Volsky uh, from Think Progress went on a Twitter tear, a Twitter storm, to retweet all of these tweets from these Republicans, saying over and over again, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, all of these Republicans who are unwilling to do anything about it. Volsky replied to uh, Paul Ryan by saying, we pray you will have the courage to stand up to the NRA and start nas- start a national conversation about limiting access to guns. Kelly Ayotte, who's running for a uh, senator who's uh, uh, running up in uh, New Hampshire, I believe, said, my thoughts and prayers are with the Orlando community in the wake of this terrible tragedy. Of course, she voted back in uh, December to not do anything about tragedies like this. Volsky said, uh, uh, that Ayat voted against expanding background checks after Newtown. Now she's back to just thinking and praying. Senator Ron Johnson said, My thoughts and prayers are with the victims and their families and the brave men and women who risked their lives to save others. Volsky replied that Senator Ron Johnson accepted $1.3 million from gun rights groups, so all you will get are his thoughts and his prayers. My thoughts and prayers are with the victims and families involved in this tragic Orlando shooting, said uh, Congressman Mark Meadow. Volsky replied, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Give back the thousands you've taken from NRA and do something about gun violence. Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn tweeted, devastating, praying for the victims, families, and those in Orlando affected by this tragedy. Volsky said, also devastating that you took $27,000 in contribution from pro-gun groups and now won't do anything to prevent gun violence. Cory Gardner, Senator Cory Gardner, said, uh, Jamie and I are mourning the lives lost in Orlando and are praying for the wounded. Our hearts ache for the families of the victims. Volsky said, 
Senator Cory Gardner got $1.5 million from the NRA. Don't expect him to do anything about limiting access to assault weapons. Senator Richard Burr, my thoughts and prayers are with the victims of this morning's horrific attack in Orlando and their loved ones. Senator Burr, Volsky points out, got $32,792 in expenditures from the NRA. So his only response to biggest mass shooting in the history of this country will be this tweet, said Volsky. It went on and on and on and on. My thoughts and prayers, my thoughts and prayers, my thoughts and prayers. But nothing else, nothing else, no action, no willingness to do the right thing. Not even the lowest hanging fruit. And by the way, that's what we're talking about on all of these issues. Nobody's talking about taking anyone's guns away. We're talking about closing a gun show loophole. We're talking about making it illegal to go to a, 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 a gun show and, and buy dozens of guns without any ID, without any background check, without anything at all, and then selling them to other people. That apparently is still perfectly legal. We're talking about uh, keeping people who have been interviewed by the FBI concerning uh, uh, their avowed sympathy to extremist organizations, whether they are uh, right-wing uh, terrorists in this country, whether they are uh, extremist uh, Muslim Islamic groups uh, across the world. We will not do anything about that. We won't even put in a delay. Say, oh, 24 hours. You get 24 hours. Uh, if you're on the terrorist watch list that the FBI has to respond to make sure that it's OK for you to buy this semi-automatic assault rifle that uh, can gun down uh, 70 people in 90 seconds as the uh, as the shooter in uh, in Aurora, Colorado, did a few years ago. It's just amazing. We will do almost nothing other than offer thoughts and prayers at least Republicans, at least Republicans who are supported by the terrorist-loving National Rifle Association, which, by the way, is pretty much every Republican. A quick break, and we're back with more broadcast right after this. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com slash donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com slash donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com with you here. Uh, I had hoped, I'm, I think I'm going to be out of time, so I, I had hoped to give you a, a sort of a, a recent uh, list of uh, mass shootings in the U.S. Many you've heard about and many you probably haven't. We have just that many of them, hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, 998 mass shootings since Sandy Hook uh, by one measure. Uh, Rachel West, a, a Canadian journalist, pointed out that uh, Canada has had eight mass shootings in 20 years. The U.S. has had seven since last Monday. 
But I won't have time to do that uh, for now. So I'll I'll uh, I'll just hit this real quick that I've been actually trying to get to for uh for a week or so. The former head of an influential pro gun lobbying group said over the weekend, this was back on uh, early June. Uh, that losing the White House could mean pro-gun activists, quote, have to resort to the bullet box to present to protect the Second Amendment. This is a conversation with uh, Larry Pratt, the executive director emerit- emeritus of uh, Gun Owners of America. They are even more radical than the National Rifle Association. Uh, He was having this conversation, Larry Pratt was, with Robert Knight, a fellow at the conservative American Civil Rights Union, uh, who said that a Democrat taking the White House and replacing the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia would pose great peril, great peril to gun rights. Here's how uh, here's how uh, he suggested uh, things should move for you. And you wonder uh, how all of this happens. This is the culture that we now live in in these United States of America. Here's this uh, conversation real quick. If a liberal Democrat is elected president, uh, then there goes the Supreme Court. It could be two, three, four justices. And I think the Second Amendment would be in great peril if that happens. And at that point, we would have to come to an understanding, which we've been sort of taught, uh, it's been taught out of us, that the courts do not have the last word on what the Constitution is. Uh, they decide particular cases. They don't make law. Their decisions, unlike the, the Roe v. Wade usurpation, don't extend to the whole of society. They're not supposed to. And we may have to reassert that proper constitutional balance, and it may not be pretty. So I'd much rather have an election where we solve this matter at the ballot box than have to resort to the bullet box. So if things don't work out for the gun owners of America, if they don't work out this uh, this November and a Democrat is elected instead of a Republican, if things don't work out at the ballot box, then they may have to resort to the bullet box. That's what goes on in this country now. For those of you, we've got a lot of listeners around the world. For those of you listening in, that's what goes on in these United States. That was uh, the executive director of the Gun Owners of America. Meanwhile, back at the uh, terrorist-supporting National Rifles Association's uh, annual meeting, also about 10 days ago, a firearms instructor urged parents to store guns in their kids' bedrooms. That as a safety precaution. (laughs) This was during the NRA's annual meeting in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Why would you consider staging a firearm inside a child's room? Rob Pincus, owner of firearm instruction company ICE Training, reportedly asked the audience during a seminar on home defense concepts. Because it's the first place I'm going to go, he said, uh, as quoted by Think Progress. As I've said many times, if your kid is going to if your kid is going to break into the safe just because it's in their room, you have a parenting issue, not a home defense issue. At least 265 people, Talking Points Memo points out, at least 265 people under the age of 18 have accidentally shot either themselves or someone else in 2015 alone. That, according to a comprehensive study by gun, uh, of gun violence 
uh, by the prevention group Every Town for Gun Safety. 265 people under the age of 18 accidentally shot either themselves or someone else in 2015 alone. But you know what? Uh, that guy from the NRA, he says, go ahead, put that gun in the children's room. That's a perfect place for it. You'd never forget to uh, to lock the safe. You'd never uh, a kid would never look over your shoulder and and see the combination you use to get in it, right? The American Academy of Pediatrics uh, recommends that families who own guns keep them locked, unloaded, and separate from ammunition. But Pincus at the NRA convention was reportedly advising uh, making weapons easily accessible in the case of an unwanted intruder because, you know, they're coming to get you. They're all coming for you. Pincus told a woman uh, concerned about her duty to ensure unauthorized people don't get a hold of her weapons. Uh, she said, I'm going to have to I'm going to say we have an obligation to try to prevent unauthorized access but he reportedly added that keeping firearms hidden instead of locked or secured in a safe was also an appropriate mode of storage. So there you go. Just keep them hidden. Keep them uh, loaded. Keep them unlocked. But just hide them in the kids' room. A perfect plan. What could possibly go wrong? These locked and loaded United States of America... Unbelievable. Yeah. Our thoughts and prayers to the people of Orlando, our thoughts and prayers to the people of this country. Remember, as we often tell you, elections have consequences. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our booking goddess, Cynthia Cohn, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of this program or any other you can download them anytime for free at bradblog.com and over on the uh, over on the iTunes. You can subscribe, get them every day easily and automatically for free. Hope you'll give us a good review over there if you don't mind. Make it a little easier for everyone else to find us. You can find us on the Twitters and the Facebooks at the Brad Blog. And if you like, you can drop me email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. Until we meet again, and make no mistake, we will. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs>